0: Hi, and welcome back to the Multifaceted Athlete with Coaching Lutz. I'm your host, Kelly Lutz. I am a USGA certified running and ultra running coach and certified strength and conditioning specialist. I am so excited to have you here today. We'll be talking all about running, aspects of running, strength training, and anything else that makes us humans who do sports. So let's dive right into this episode. I hope you love it. Hello, welcome back to another week of the Multifaceted Athlete. Today, I am joined by another guest, and I'm sure a lot of you know her if you follow track, road, or trail races. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Grayson Murphy, some of her running accomplishments. She's a pro runner for Saucony, two-time U.S. mountain running champion, world mountain running champion. She placed sixth in the steeplechase at the U.S. Olympic Trials at the 2020 Olympics. She is currently pursuing her Master's of Sustainable Natural Resources from Oregon State University. Not a running accomplishment, but really dang cool. And the bulk of our conversation today is actually about her entrepreneurship. So she is the CEO of Racing Grayson Training Logs, and she started that in 2018. So we spend most of this conversation about her journey. She's learned along the way, tips for anyone else who wants to be an entrepreneur and some personal stuff sprinkled in there about mental health, her running right now, training, how she hopes these logs help people, where you can find them, and just so much more. It was really a pleasure chatting with Grayson, and I think you're going to love it. And this is a really quick turnaround. We recorded this on Tuesday, November 29th. It's coming out Wednesday, November 30th. So really hope you enjoy this conversation. Let us know how you like it. And without further ado, here's the interview. Well, welcome back to another week. This week, I'm joined with Grayson Murphy. Grayson, I'm so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, so we're mostly going to talk about your business endeavors today, which I'm really excited about. I actually, I don't remember what year it was, 2018 or 2019, I got one of your training logs. So, been there from yeah. the start.
1: I going to you a new updated version, too.
0: I just ordered it yesterday.
1: Oh, good. Yay, Black Friday.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. So, I guess... Let's start from the beginning. So what's the origin story of your training logs?
1: So right when I graduated college in 2019, 2018, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> I was pretty bored because it was weird to go from being like engineering major and I felt like I was like go, go, go all the time and always doing stuff too. Suddenly now all I had to do was like professional running, which really does not take up that much time during your day. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty bored and just looking for like a creative outlet and bullet journals had started to kind of get more popular then. So I started making one by hand, just like drawing it myself. Um, And I had wanted, I've always had a training log and a daily planner And it was annoying to carry around like two books all the time and I thought like oh wouldn't it be great if I could like put it all in one place and (laughs) not be like putting the same thing in two places all the time. So when I was drawing my bullet journal by hand I like made sure to include like the life and the training sections and it was really fun, and then a couple of people had, like, seen me, and they were like, where did you buy that? And I was like, oh, no, I made this. And um, so then it was, like, within – I hadn't even finished my own when I was like, oh, I should sell these. <laughs> I didn't even have, like, a finished <laughs> version. And it we went really quick, just in, like, a couple months to try and throw them together and produce them to sell. And I think I only made a couple hundred – um, and my grandma was like my startup funding person <laughs> cause oh. I didn't have the capital to start it. So she like loaned me the money. Um, mm-hmm. and I ended up paying her back a year later in full and I barely broke even. I like I don't think I made any money that year, but it was really fun. And I had no background in business. So that was like a fun thing to try. Like Um, just jumping in like two feet first and going for it. So yeah. And then it's been the rest is history, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And now you're in bookstores, some bookstores.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some bookstores, some running stores. So that's been a dream of mine since I started. This is a fifth edition. So it's been, I've wanted to do that for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So once people started asking you where you got it and you got the idea to sell it, what's like the first step after that?
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't know the first thing about producing a product <laughs> and then selling it. So um I got in touch with a local printer at the time I was living in Flagstaff and kind of just was like, how do I do this? Like. <laughs> what paper do I need? Like how do I order these? And they were really helpful. And then selling it, I just did it all kind of organically through social media and friends and family and just like trying to get the word out there. Um, And that's pretty much been my business model so far up until like this year maybe, is just like organic like sales and social media marketing.
0: Yeah, social media is such a powerful tool for something like this, especially, like, in the running community, I feel like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I'm very grateful I have an audience to begin with because I do think that would have been much harder if I hadn't started with an audience and then, like, had to build an audience and sell something. So I'm um, very mm-hmm. grateful for that.
0: Yeah, I bet that helped a lot. But even, I feel like there's not anything like this out there so even without your audience I feel like you would have gotten here maybe a different route but
1: (laughs) I hope so and I hope that that makes it like a lasting product too Um, because I have fun doing it and I don't want to stop doing it (laughs) yeah so
0: now that you're on the fifth edition can you talk about year after year like some changes you've made to it and how they came about
1: yeah yeah so they it is been a journey the first one looks nothing like the fifth one now the first one was literally what I had drawn hand drawn pretty much got digitized Mm -hmm. into the books so it's it looks like someone hand drew everything which was like kind of fun I think um but I do like now that it's more professional looking Mm -hmm. and it started as like a Binding like you would find in a paperback book, um, and then I did the spiral, and then I did the wire O, and we've stuck with the wire O. So like the binding has evolved, um, the covers have changed from soft cover. This is the first year I've done a hard cover, which I'm really happy with. Yeah, um, and the sh- the size has changed, the the shape has changed, the colors have changed, but the last three iterations have started like we're figuring out kind of like our sweet spot I think and they're starting to I think that's like what we'll go with um but it's in yeah if you have all five it's kind of crazy to see the changes and <laughs> they look pretty different
0: yeah have you done like a reel on the d- five different ones yet or anything
1: I did one last year on the four, so I should do another okay. one and add the fifth one. Yeah, um, yeah, it's they don't look anything alike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're still the same at their core, though, which I think is really awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, the like the layout has changed, but it's always been like mental health, um, organization, habit trackers, life, and training have been like the core things that the pages. Were meant to give people so that's been the same in all of them
0: yeah can you talk a little bit more about the mental health piece of it because I think that's a really special addition
1: thanks yeah so I guess mental health is really important to me and mm-hmm. I try and be outspoken about it on social media um because I do feel a little responsible like like I said I have the audience and I'm grateful for that and I feel like I should speak up for things that make a difference hopefully um so I wanted to include that because I included that in the one I was making for myself because that was something important for me and I throughout the years like there's just been journal space and then it has evolved to like journal I call them mental health journal prompts and their monthly check-ins they're just supposed to be like thought-provoking and just kind of like how are you doing like what's up and ask you some questions that might like be a little probing and I don't want them to ever feel like homework um so like to be honest sometimes I don't even a lot of times I don't even write down what I'm thinking but like I'll look at it and like maybe think about it on a run or like just kind of like ponder it so it doesn't have to be a burden um Yeah, I think writing in general has helped me with my mental health and journaling and like all journal stuff, when I get anxious, it feels good to get it on the page because it's out of your head a little bit um, and you can Mm -hmm. stop spiraling. And I think it's important to like, it's kind of a form of self-care and introspection that helps. So my hope is that it helps other people too.
0: Yeah, I would guess it does. And speaking of mental health, How is yours right now? Because I know you've been injured for a while. I know you're back to running. I saw on Strava you ran this morning, which is very exciting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's been kind of a roller coaster of a year. I think I was worse off um, when I had to pull out of the first races I had to pull out of. Mm -hmm. And then pulling out of Worlds was like... A nightmare but I think at that point I was so like I've already been living a nightmare for like a couple months now then like well what's one more thing kind of resigned to it and I've actually been surprisingly okay but I think that's I've been seeing working with my therapist and seeing her once a week um throughout like the injury process and that has helped a lot I think and even my like family and fiance have commented that although I'm not running, I seem to be doing better. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's been cool too, to hear and like feel.
0: Yeah. Therapists can be so helpful, especially when like, obviously when you're in a bad space, it's hard to help yourself sometimes. And Mm -hmm. even your loved ones around you, they might not know exactly how to help. So therapy is one of the best options if you
1: can do it. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think your prompts will probably help as well, even obviously it doesn't replace a therapist, but it can, you know, get the ball rolling on some thoughts and reflection yeah. and some self self healing.
1: That's <laughs> the hope. And actually last year, um my therapist is the one that helped me come up with the prompts last year. Oh. So they're like Certified <laughs> professional prompts, and then this year they're similar, like kind of different iterations. But I try and mix it up so that if you get it every year, you're not answering the same questions every year. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. It would be cool, or it could be cool too, if you did keep some the same so you can like compare you every um, year how you answer. Yeah. It.
1: That's a good idea. I'll make a note yeah. next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe you could include like. And feel free to just ignore my unsolicited advice, <laughs> <laughs> but you could include like these were last year's questions, and then you can have your new this year's questions, so
1: that's a good idea
0: yeah yeah yeah, and so I'm I'm look
1: back asking for advice for improvement, so thank you
0: yeah <laughs> um how How has the feedback process been for you year after year?
1: yeah, it's been a lot of like you live and you learn or. Like, try something, and if it doesn't work, try something else the next year. Um, I have gotten feedback from people, not as much as I would like. People are like, oh, I love it. And I'm like, okay, but, like, what do you want different? And they're like, no, I love it. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I want the constructive criticism because I want it to be a tool that everyone likes and Mm -hmm. feels like is intuitive to them because what might, like, be intuitive to me might not be intuitive to someone else. Um, so like, I think this year, I have a picture. I don't know why I would people can't see it. But um, one thing I did (laughs) add was like a how to use this page in the front for the habit trackers and like the graphs and stuff because I was the first couple years. People must not have gone to, like, science class or, like, I think maybe I was an engineer and I was like, yeah, X and Y axes, like, make sense. And I had a lot Mm -hmm. of people like, how do I graph something? So, yeah, I added a, like, how to use it page. Um, And that seemed to eliminate many of those questions. So it's been stuff like that where, like, I wouldn't have thought that that was, like, not clear to me. But, yeah, Um, so that's been good and the like production process has been very iterative like I've used different printers um sourced different paper we've used like this year we went we cut out the printer and went straight to the production facility in China so we like cut out the middleman because um, last year the it just, like, took a lot longer to work through a middleman, and there was shipping delays. So, yeah, the, from, like, a business side of things, it's been, like, something big changes every year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that's how it would go. Um, and It's kind of funny that you brought up the graphing because I have two math degrees, so in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, this makes logical sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, And I think it helps because I've followed you on Instagram for a bit and you would show like the graphs that you're making. I'm like, oh yeah,
1: yeah. here's the miles for every month. It makes sense to me. (laughs) I would love to get, that's one thing I'd love to get more of is people sending me like their graphs so I can share it uh, if they're comfortable Mm -hmm. or like ways that they've used it um, creatively or like aesthetically pleasing. I would love to like share more of that too.
0: Yeah, maybe you could come up with like a cute little hashtag and then yeah. post it on your instagram and be like tag me in everything you did in the fourth edition for the launch of the fifth edition yeah kind of I thing uh-huh. yeah because i imagine obviously not only runners use this i'm assuming so there could be some other cool graphs out there from other sports or within runners training
1: that's what i'm thinking um Like, my fiancé's a Nordic skier, and they track everything by hours, not, like, miles, obviously, because they're not, like, running all the time.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And they do so many different sports throughout the year, like, miles just wouldn't make sense. And I would love to see, like, that, where you're like, oh, I I do hours, and sometimes I do hours, too. Or, like, vert for mountain runners could be cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, or, like... I guess this might be more in your habit tracking section, but I work with some athletes who are just, like, trying to get that consistency at first, so it could just be, like, Mm -hmm. number of times I went for a run per week or something like that.
1: I'm doing that this month because (laughs) um, I wasn't running last month, so even I go back to the basics and I'm coming back.
0: Yeah, and you were doing a lot of strength before this, right? Or I guess you probably still are.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes, I've been it's been helpful to keep track of like how many days a week am I doing strength and in the month and yoga and making sure like, oh, I haven't taken a day off in four days from running or three. So I need to because I shouldn't Mm -hmm. run five in a row yet. I'm not there. So it's a good reminder (laughs) because I would get carried away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And having it in a physical form, I've always found really helpful because like I use training peaks too, but it's very easy to ignore something that's online (laughs) yeah, versus a physical log that you're filling out every day. You're like, Oh, this is actually what's been happening this week.
1: Yeah. I think it forces you. And yeah, I use like Strava too. Um, Mm -hmm which I like and but I think they're in my head they're different like Strava is not my training log Strava is a social media platform it's like a Facebook for runners like where your post is your run and it's still Mm -hmm. fun but I don't like the act of writing down like how many miles did I run today what did it feel like um cool things I thought of or like some like thoughts I had and what else was I doing that day? Like, was it super crazy busy? And do I need to remember that, like, stress is stress and, like, appointments count, too? Um, mm-hmm. I can't run, like, 500 miles a week and work, like, 12-hour days. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think, like, the it forces you to be a little more introspective and cognizant of, like, your life in general, hopefully. And that it all is, like, connected. You can't separate it.
0: Yeah. And that's a really important reminder. I've talked about that a lot on this podcast as a coach because like you're saying, a lot of people forget that like running isn't separate from everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And most of us have other things in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And even because you're a pro runner and you have so much more in your life that's, that's separate from your running.
1: Yeah. I think of like I have a couple teammates from college. One of them's a nurse now, and she works, like, crazy long shifts. And I think of her a lot, too. Like, uh, there's no way I could be working 12-hour shifts on my feet and then expecting myself to run 100 miles for a marathon build and then expecting myself to, like, be okay because Mm -hmm. that's still, like, on the body. So when you're writing it down, it forces you to, like think about what you're doing I think where Strava it just like pops up when you load your watch data and there mm. it is and it looks like it's in a vacuum on Strava
0: yeah yeah <clears throat> I I love the combination of life and training in your logs it's just you know it's just real
1: thanks yeah <laughs> trying to keep it real. <laughs> As a goal.
0: yeah it's just it's so applicable to all of us because most of us our working jobs alongside training and you know whatever other responsibilities we have in life that we need to keep track of exactly yeah um so okay question about back to the training logs okay (laughs) what has been the hardest part of the past four four five years since you started
1: um probably like the process of making them, um, shipping them. So I used to ship them all myself also. And that got to be, this is the first year I'm not doing that because it just, there were, it got to be too many, which I guess is a good problem to have. But um, that would like really stress me out (laughs) a lot because I would spend like six hours a day, like packaging and shipping things. Mm -hmm. And that was stressful. Um, Learning like At the very beginning, I was pretty uncomfortable with having my name on a product Um, because I'm not, I don't ever really want, like I was never the kid that wanted to be famous. Like that was not what I, I would like hide under the table (laughs) when people came over (laughs) uh, to the house. So that was not something I wanted. And um, so getting comfortable with like separating myself, like even though my name is on a product that doesn't necessarily mean that that product is representative of all of me, mm-hmm. um, even though I do want it to be, like, a good product because my name is on it. But, yeah, that was kind of difficult in my head. And then last year was, I feel like, oh, so the first two, three years ago, the they, like, weren't ready in time when I wanted them to be. Um, so that was really stressful, and then last year, they were stuck on a a ship in the port in L.A. for like oh no. three weeks because they had that shortage of workers mm-hmm. in the ports, and they couldn't unload the ships. So it just sat there for three weeks, and I didn't get them out until in January. And I'd already, like, started selling them. So people were, like, angry and learning to separate the, like... I also am not, they're not personally angry at me, I hope, Mm -hmm. was difficult, Um, so that's taking some practice, because I don't have a thick skin either, and even with social media in general, that's something I struggle with, so that was hard, (laughs) Um, so yeah, I've learned some good lessons, so this year we ordered them in July, so they would be here like way ahead of time, and Even if they got stuck in the port, they would be here, so. Yeah,
0: I feel like, obviously, the pandemic affected a lot, and the supply chain shortage wasn't really something you could predict (laughs) ahead of time. No. But, But, yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't think other people all the time remember. Or they, Amazon has ruined small businesses, too, because I think they expect it to arrive, like, oh, prime shipping, like, two days, and I'm like, I'm literally fulfilling 3,000 orders by myself. My company is one person, me, mm-hmm. and last year, sometimes my family will help if I'm, like, I can't get all the orders out. They'll come over and, like, help, but I'm not paying, like, my little sisters. They just, like, come help me because they're my sisters and they have to. <laughs> um, I'm not, like, a I'm a business of one, quite literally, so Mm -hmm. it is, like, learning that people might not understand that, but that's also not their fault, so trying to give them, like, the benefit of the doubt and respect them, even if they're not, like, respecting me back.
0: Yeah, that, I feel like that's a very healthy mindset to have as a business owner, but (laughs) I can imagine it would be. Very exhausting to deal with the customer service side, along with fulfilling, along <laughs> <Yeah>. with
1: marketing <laughs> and producing. Many tears have been shed, plenty of tears <laughs> in the process. Yeah,
0: I, I, I feel like any business owner would say the same.
1: Mm-hmm. I saw, especially
0: small business owners.
1: Yeah, do you follow Erica Sarah? She makes, like, um, handmade jewelry, and she made the oh. necklaces for the New York Marathon this year. Um, oh. She owns her own business, obviously, and but she makes them all by hand. And I saw her tweeting that she was like, people are being so mean to me during Black Friday. Like, they don't understand I'm one person. And they said, I'm so sorry. I Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And... Yeah, if everyone could just remember to be nicer and that there's a human on the other end of your email, I think we could do great things together.
0: I agree. (laughs) And like, just get out of the mindset that we need instant gratification and the Mm -hmm. like, you know, things take time to get to you. Yeah, definitely. Especially products that are made with care.
1: Yeah, and hand-packaged, and, like, <laughs> we're doing our best, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, so then tell me how you got into bookstores this year.
1: Yeah, so, so like I said, this year I'm not fulfilling them myself, which was, like, a huge weight off of my shoulders, and I'm working with Gone for a Run. They already have an e-commerce site and, a, like, warehouse and stuff, so... I'm like kind of sponsored by them slash partnering with them and luckily they're also that means they deal with the customer service so not my job which gave me more time to work on marketing and like networking with Mm -hmm. everything so I reached out to just like ask everyone like do you know running store owners like who are these people can I get their contact information and just started asking and Almost everyone I asked said yes, which was, like, very gratifying. I had two no's. Um, but other yeah. than that, like, it's been great. And so I'm in, I think, seven running stores and two bookstores across the U.S. So I'm at like, nine states. And I just, yeah, email them and say, like, send them a link and kind of explain who I am and um, that I'd love to talk about working with them or getting it in their store and they've all been like sure which isn't I didn't expect it to be that easy but um that has been a blessing I think I don't think it will always be that easy yeah I don't know I feel like
0: especially running stores I feel like they are more amenable to it because it's like oh runners yeah will use this for training in life and like a runner made it
1: Right. That's what I'm, that was my hope, at least, or the thought. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, which states are you currently in stores?
1: Okay, we're Arizona, Montana, Idaho, Illinois, New Jersey, Arkansas, Tennessee, waiting on Virginia, Nevada. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and I haven't even been to some of those states, which is the crazy part. Like, my product is going before I get to go. <laughs> yeah, it's spreading. Have
0: you reached out to anyone in Colorado yet?
1: Not yet, actually. should have done that.
0: <laughs> well, if anyone listening, I, I can see if anyone I know here knows owners of Running Source, too. But okay. if anyone listening knows some, send them to Grayson.
1: Yes, please. We love Yeah. That.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Um, I had another question, but it has escaped my mind. <laughs> if you had to give advice to someone else who wants to open their own business, what advice would you give them?
1: I think you just gotta do it. Like, uh, it's one of those things where people will say, like, oh, it's not the right time. But I don't know if there's ever a right time or if it will ever be circumstances and. You don't need to go to business school. I didn't. Um, you, I think you just kind of got to go into it, like, I'll learn as I go and be willing to have, like, that growth mindset of, like, I'm going to mess up. Um, hopefully not to the point where, like, the business fails, but you learn from your mistakes. Like, I shipped them way earlier this year because I knew, like, I just shouldn't even tempt the universe with like (laughs) shipping cargo and ports and I just like got to get ahead of it and we'll go straight to the source instead of through a middleman and yeah I think you just gotta like go for it and um be willing to make mistakes and yeah and I don't think you need a bunch of money too like you can do a lot with a little because I had barely nothing and Granted, it wasn't my, the first year, like like I said, I didn't make any money on it, and it was just, like, a good learning experience, and luckily I had a different job, so I didn't have to rely on the planners to, like, be my income, but um, Mm -hmm. I do think, like, I've done quite a bit with, like, I don't put poor, like, millions into marketing for it, I just kind of try and organically grow it on social and, like, through networking and I think that can go a long way too.
0: Yeah I agree and I think especially with like from your example you're very open and relatable on social media and like just from this conversation I've had with you I can tell that like you online is who you are which is sometimes rare (laughs) (laughs) but that helps a lot with business ventures I think some people like they know they can trust you because you are who you say you are and like yeah. you're very likable and relatable.
1: Hopefully, that's the goal. So I'm glad that comes across <laughs> that way. That's probably yeah, maybe definitely. the biggest worst part of it all is um, I feel like I become insufferable on social media <laughs> during the holidays because I have to sell them and mm-hmm. I don't want to be peddling things I don't want to be like annoying the shit out of people but I think I do but I have to because otherwise I wouldn't sell them and Mm -hmm. so that's been like a hard part of business for me to learn too like I don't even like myself so I don't blame people if you're getting annoyed (laughs) like it's okay. Yeah,
0: I feel like I I have similar feelings just as a coach and like having to market myself sometimes. Like, I'm so sorry for annoying you, but I kind of need athletes in order to have my business run. Um, But one thing I think that helps me that maybe helps you is I just tell myself that most people don't see everything I post. I'm like, okay, maybe you saw one thing and then you didn't see the other 10 <laughs> that were the same thing.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially with like the algorithms changing and everything. It's, yeah, I like I don't see a lot of, even like people I make a point of seeing their content. I don't see all of it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I heard my best friend and roommate told me the other day she like doesn't see my posts anymore and we live together. And she's like, I always have to search your name to find you and then go like the three that I miss, And it's, yeah, definitely playing a role this year too. That's been a curveball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you, this is kind of a tangent. I know you were on TikTok last mm-hmm. year, year before. Have you used that as an avenue for
1: marketing yet? I've done a couple that are like a little more subtle probably, um, tiktok is interesting it's like a totally different medium to learn Mm
0: -hmm. how
1: to be good at it like just because you're good at instagram and have followers there doesn't mean it will translate necessarily and i don't know that i have a like a personality for tiktok (laughs) i'm not that funny or yeah i'm more of like i'll tell you like realistically what it's like I'm not that funny so I feel like on TikTok it's different for me and so that's in a learning experience but I have had a couple posts like get a couple 10,000 views so um we're getting there I think but that's an interesting
0: <laughs> yeah TikTok is a weird medium but for what it's worth I don't think you have to be funny for okay. people to relate to you on it. <laughs>
1: you do be better at, yeah, like, I think stories verbally maybe yeah
0: I mean you have a lot of like training content and you could always do like a voiceover telling a story and then mm-hmm. like those are rarely funny it's just like true. here are some thoughts I have or like this was my training this was my day whatever yeah. speaks to you <laughs>
1: I'm, try that. I'm more of like a I want to be like Warren Miller like I'll just make you like <laughs> very aesthetic pieces of content and then yeah that's it
0: <laughs> I mean I think that's great <laughs> I just saw the Warren Miller movie from this year and I don't Did even you? I don't do winter sports so <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh fun. yeah I want to see yeah. that one
0: yeah I just love watching them it's just like it looks so fun, but personally, yeah. I don't want to, like, ski down a mountain like that.
1: <laughs> it's so pretty. It's just, like, yeah, it's so pretty that it pulls you in, even if you don't want to do it, which is the coolest part.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's inspiring. I feel like, mm-hmm. especially some of your trail running, I feel like that would translate well.
1: That's something I would love to... Maybe that's my next business venture, but I was thinking about getting a drone um, for trail shots, and... I just would love to share more of, like, that side of things where, like, the mountain bike, surf, and ski content is so cool and aesthetic, and it really draws people in, and that's why I think they have so many followers in those communities, and I don't see why you couldn't do the same with trail running, but it hasn't really happened yet.
0: Yeah, I've only seen a couple examples of it, mostly, I mean, that's probably a product of who I follow, but, like. Mostly like Sally McRae. I know she has mm-hmm. a lot of content of her running in the trails, which yeah. is it's always so pretty.
1: <laughs> I follow her for her strength routines. I just saved one before I got on the call, actually. So I was like, that looks good. I should try that.
0: Oh, my gosh. I saved so many. I need to like actually go back and <laughs> use them. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I remember the question I had earlier. Mm-hmm. It's about what you said about being like, you didn't never want to be famous and like putting your name on the logs was a struggle at first. Is that the same for you with being a pro runner and having your name out there? Um,
1: no, I don't know why. Um, Maybe because my performance feels more personal. Like it is a part of me where the planner is like an object that I've branded as mine. And Yeah, I had one guy too, it stuck with me a couple years ago, he was like, can I, do you have any that like don't have your name on it? Because I want to buy one, but I don't want your name on it. And I was like, no, why would I make those? But yeah, yeah. then I thought, you know what, like you don't go to Nike and ask if you can get the shirt, but not have the swoosh on it. Mm -hmm. It's a brand. And it just happens that my name is in the brand name. But learning like it's a brand not me was like the Mm -hmm. crucial
0: yeah that reminds me of what a lot of runners struggle with like separating your performance from you if you are racing which can be really challenging um but it sounds like you have not mastered but you are in a healthy spot with that area
1: yeah it's a practice for sure um it's getting easier the more years I do it but there are still times you like you want the product to be good because your name at the end of the day is on it so it is somewhat of a representation of not your character but like of your brand mm-hmm. um so you do want it to be respectable and like a good thing
0: yeah I am kind of appalled that someone would ask you to remove your name from it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh... <laughs> Then I, yeah, I don't understand, like, do you not understand? It's, like, a small business, and I, I have one product. Like, yeah. it's the only thing that I make. I'm not, like, a huge paper company. Um, I make one thing. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: like, what does he have against your name for not yeah, to be just know. on the planner?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's evolved. A couple years, you'll notice I only put RG on it. I didn't oh. put Grayson Grayson because I was so scared to have like it spelled out um so it's mm-hmm. just an R and a G
0: that's kind of cool
1: yeah very minimal
0: Mm-hmm. succinct <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but still recognizable what do you think you have or what's one thing that you've learned throughout this journey that has been really valuable to you
1: so many things uh it's hard to pick one
0: <laughs> could be I more realized, than one
1: okay well like I said my piece of advice to someone is also one of the biggest things I've learned that sometimes you just got to do it like there isn't gonna be a right time necessarily um and people will tell you you can't I had a lot of people the first year telling me not to do it that year because it was so much of a time crunch and that it wasn't gonna work and um, to wait. And I was like, I don't really want to wait and why? Cause something will be wrong next year too. Like there'll be a reason, mm-hmm. there's always gonna be a reason not to. So you just gotta do it. And applying that to other areas of my life has been helpful. Um, and it's made me really, I've always been, I felt like creative, like creative solutions and problem solving. But some of these problems I've encountered have made me, like, um, more resilient, I guess, and forced me to think outside the box of creative ways to get around the problems, like, okay, well, this isn't working, so, like, what's something else I can try, um, even if it sounds weird, or, like, maybe there's another way to make this work that isn't the way I'm trying right now, and that's made me realize like there isn't always one way to do things like there's probably a lot of ways to do accomplish one goal so that's been applicable to other ways of life too It's just like you don't have to be single focused and there's a lot of tools it kind of reminds me of the book I'm reading called range and it's like the generalist triumph in a specialized world is the mm-hmm. subtitle mm-hmm. and It's about people that, like, generally do better if they have a lot of different skills opposed to, like, one very specialized skill in an area. And that's been definitely the case with this is, like, employ all of the tools that you have and networks that you have and, like, think outside the box because I don't have business friends, but I have runner friends who my own running stores or agents or brands that I can, like in a creative way, get to the same goal. So it's been kind of fun to learn that too.
0: Yeah. And like you said, it's just applicable to so much more than just your business, which is always really valuable.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So where do you see your planners going in the coming years? If you've thought about this, obviously you're in the middle of the fifth edition coming out. Mm.
1: I would love to get them in more stores, because um, I do think the people that follow me on social media are aware at least that like professional running even exists. But I know there are a lot of runners out there that they don't even know you can run professionally or like what a professional runner is, but that doesn't mean they're not a runner. They're mm-hmm. just like in a different community part of the community. And that's, like, not any fault of theirs. So kind of, like, getting to those people that, because there's so many runners out there. And I want to, like, this would help them as much as it helps the pros, too. So getting to them, I think, is kind of my goal. And I think, like, running stores and um, ads or marketing that's targeted not at, like, elite and pro or, like, even people with coaches, like, I think there are so many runners that aren't even serious enough about running to have a coach, but I think they could still use this, that mm-hmm. getting to them is kind of my goal, and I think the running stores are a great opportunity for that, because those are the people that are going to running stores to buy shoes, and, like, or want to get into running for the first time, and don't know what shoes to buy, and so they're perusing their running mm-hmm. store, so that's kind of my goal with it and then hopefully like expanding or I heard this word um scaling my business yeah (laughs) I learned that this year (laughs) Um, which is I try and do every year but it's yeah I think like steps it takes so I'd love to just get to more like people out there that yeah could you
0: maybe in future years like Could you, like, team up with some races and, like, go to their expos and sell your logs, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, I know, like, Chevron Houston in 2020 bought um, 250 logs and we, like, co-branded them and they gave them to all of their elite and pro athletes as their, like, gift for, like, Mm -hmm. their goodie bag. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was cool and I think... More things like that where I can get to races. And that was for pros and elites, so it wasn't quite the same. But, like, where you're just getting people recognition and, like, sharing the product so they're aware that it exists mm-hmm. It's kind of the first step. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking of ideas based on things I've done with my business. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah that would be so cool to get to more runners and obviously like it's most of our goals in the running business to reach more runners but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited for you um thank you yeah I mean your log is so cool and so unique and obviously like you saw a need in the industry and filled it which is awesome yeah yeah
1: Yeah, I've always we love small businesses but yeah I do too. (laughs) Now I'm like, I'll fight for them now because I understand what it takes. And um, like Erica, Sarah going through the customer service nightmare. Um, Yeah, you just don't know. It's like people, everyone should work in the service industry. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like everyone should work in a small business too. (laughs) before you're allowed to have another job
0: (laughs) yeah I agree like try to maintain your own business for a month with Mm -hmm. the rest of your life
1: (laughs) yeah and not cry every day (laughs) or be like stressed out of your mind (laughs) yeah
0: um cool is there anything you want to leave listeners with that we haven't talked about
1: um I'm always open to sharing so if you have questions you can I'm pretty good at answering all of my dms as long as they're like appropriate and respectful (laughs) um yeah and you can buy a training log if you'd like (laughs) they're online but no pressure um but i do think that it's a great (laughs) tool and i use it every day so it's something like i personally believe in as well
0: yeah, and I'll link that in the show notes so everyone can go directly to your training logs. Um, if they want to ask you questions or if they have some logs and have feedback, where can they find you?
1: Um, you can message me on either the training logs account, which is RG Training Logs, or my account, which is racinggracen, Grayson, um, or email RG Training Logs, and they should all be in the first page of the training log, if you have one. Um, there's like a contact me part. And I try and get back to all that. And I would love, 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 love criticism or constructive criticism or suggestions for next year and what you'd like to see in it. Cause it's fun for me to add new pages to and new ideas so it doesn't get stale. And every year is like a new version for people
0: yeah well listeners you heard it here first give racing grace and all of your feedback
1: (laughs) that would be very appreciated
0: yeah well thank you so much for your time today this was a great conversation and i'm so glad you came on
1: thanks for having me and thanks for letting me talk about training logs
0: of course okay i'm gonna stop the recording that's a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review everything you do for podcasts, wherever you listen to them. It helps me out immensely and helps other people find the show and just spread my message. And if you haven't already, connect with me on Instagram or TikTok at Coaching Klutz. You can also find me at my website, CoachingKlutz.com, if you're looking for my coaching services or any of my running programs, and I will talk to you all next time.